BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network, presented by Wheel and Engineering, brought to you by Hercules Tire. I'm Hannah Newhouse, joined each and every week by my co-host of Kyle Ricky. This week, a little bit different, though, not in the Concord, North Carolina studio, out on the road currently in the moment in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, Kyle, of course, you're back up in Killingly, Connecticut, but it's been a weekend full of short track racing across the country, including the Arkham Menard Series, who I feel like has been on big racetracks this entire year finally made their way back to the short track of Elko Speedway, where it ended up not being a literal, but a fist fight with uh, the driver's cars being Corey Heim and Ty Gibbs. Yeah, a little bump and run there with 14 laps to go in the event. It looked like Ty Gibbs was going to be well on his way to another win, led 263 laps of that event, but not the last 14. Corey Heim was able to move him out of the way to claim the race win, his fourth of the season. Jesse Love, Gracie Trotter rounded out in top three. Ty Gibbs ended up in position number four over Tanner Gray. Uh, still, it's still the Corey and Ty show this year. Uh, the only two winners in the first nine races of the season, and that's why they are running for the championship pretty much by themselves, just seven points between them. Corey Heim, the championship leader by seven over Ty Gibbs, then a large gap back to everybody else, including Thad Moffitt in third heading to Berlin Speedway this Saturday night yeah and uh Ty or I'm sorry Corey Heim voiced his displeasure on Twitter with Ty Gibbs of course leading to that bump and run later in the year so we've kind of been watching it like you said these two have been dominant in that series battling for this championship but uh they're not going to make it easy this is becoming a rivalry it's more than just like competition between the two of them these two have now voiced their displeasure with each other and I think we're going to continue to see this fallout throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, it feels like we've been on a lot of big tracks for the Arkham Menard Series the last few weeks. Well, there's a lot of short tracks coming up, including a couple of dirt races later in the season. So plenty of opportunity for these two to find each other on the racetrack, much like they did the other night at Elko. Uh, and it's all going to continue on this, uh, this Saturday night at Berlin Speedway, another short track on the ARCA calendar. So I can't wait. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, I think a rivalry that we really didn't expect to happen um, earlier this season, but after some, some contact at, at some of the bigger racetracks um, back in the spring, um, we're seeing it carry over here into the summer months. And I think you're right. It's far from finished. And we talked about it last week. If you did join us here on NASCAR coast to coast, of course, Slinger nationals was last Tuesday when we were recording uh, one of the big key mark super late model races in the country held at Slinger Speedway up in Wisconsin. And it was a pretty stacked field for that race. It drew the likes of a lot of our old cup racers, uh, current cup racers, including that of Eric Jones. Derek Krause, of course, Wisconsin native, was one of those drivers that made the start. Uh, but a new name found his way into victory lane, breaking the record, becoming the youngest winner of Slinger Nationals ever. 17 years old, Luke Fenos, and even better than winning. Okay, It's one thing to win Slinger Nationals. But this kid got a bonus. He punched a ticket to then race the SRX race on Saturday 
and did a phenomenal job in that race as well. This kid has got to be flying high right now. Yeah, no doubt. The the biggest week of this driver's, well, young life. I mean, he's only <laughs> 17, but I uh, was able to hold off Derek Krause, pass Derek Krause in the late stages of the race. Uh, last week at the Slinger Nationals, held off the likes of Ty Majeski, some of the best Midwest short track racers in the country uh, to claim the win. And then, what, 72 hours later, jump in an SRX car and, and compete with the likes of Elio Castroneves, Paul Tracy, Tony Stewart, who is his childhood hero, uh, who, who he was able to ultimately stand on the podium with, Marco Andretti, uh, you know, Ernie Francis Jr., Haley Deegan, the list goes on and on, uh, Willie T. Ribs in the race as well. A fun race on Saturday night, and uh, I think there were a lot of folks at Slinger Speedway pulling for, for Luke to, to do what Doug Kobe did um, back to start the SRX season, and that's uh, claimed the win as the kind of the hometown hero. Uh, but he fell just short, but put on a great show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to talking to Luke. We're going to get Luke dialed up on our guest line here after the break. But just to talk to him, we did talk to Doug Kobe, like he said, about his win. But Doug Kobe's been around, I feel like, for quite some time. To have a young driver, 17 years old, get this opportunity to go race with, you know, Paul Tracy and, like you said, Elio and uh, Tony Stewart. I'm looking forward to, A, just the week he's had. It's an incredible week that he's had to get that opportunity. Uh, and I can't imagine, Kyle, at 24 years old, the opportunity to race with these guys. This 17-year-old kid is racing with legends. I mean, Doug Kobe's, what, 40, yeah. 41 years old, and he couldn't believe that he had the opportunity to go to his home racetrack, Stafford Motor Speedway, and compete against the likes of Stewart, Andretti, Tracy, Tony Kanaan, uh, you know, the list, Elliot, Lavani, the list was endless. And, um, you know, he was so grateful for the opportunity, and, and obviously it showed when, you know, in his victory celebrations and in his interview that we did with him a couple of days following the win. So, I expect the same type of emotion with Luke, uh, who is, you know, uh, young, yes, but still very appreciative op of the opportunity and felt very well aware of that amazing opportunity that he had on Saturday night. Well, I'm looking forward to talking to him. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll dial up Luke Fenos and talk about not only that Slinger win, but, of course, the SRX race after the break. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 52. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Welcome back to NASCAR Coast to Coast here on the Motor Racing Network. We talked about Slinger Nationals and the event that it was, of course, leading to the SRX race, and the winner joins us now, Luke Fenhoff, of course, 17 years old, the youngest Slinger Nationals winner. First off, Luke, thanks for taking some time out of your week here to join us. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure being on here. Um, it's been a busy week, but um, I'm really enjoying it. 
Now, I want you to take me through that last couple laps before you crossed the checkered flag, becoming the youngest winner in Slinger history. I mean, what were the emotions like taking you through that moment? Yeah, I mean, I was really just trying to hit my marks. Uh, once Krauss got by me, um, I was I kind of settled into a rhythm um, and just tried to hit my marks and run them back down. And then once I passed them, um, I kind of really just hit my marks. And once I crossed the checker flag, obviously, I was super relieved. Um, but I'm super thankful for what I have in my life and uh, how far it's gotten me. Talking, of course, of the Slinger Nationals and some of the best in the business that have won this event. Alan Kowicki, Dick Trickle, Mark Martin. Rich Bickle, Matt Kenseth, Kyle Busch, Bubba Pollard, Ty Majeski, just to name a few, uh, this race dating back to 1980. So what's it mean to you to add your name to, to that incredible list? It's pretty cool. I mean, we've been, um, we've been strong this year. Um, we've just struggled a little bit, um, and, and we've had our up and downs and our bad luck. Um, but um, it's cool to add our name to that list for sure. Um, it's it's awesome to lead uh, lead into the SRX deal, and that was that was super cool. So it's been a it's been a really really um, you know awesome week for me. And that being said, also we uh, Kyle mentioned, of course, uh, Alan Kowicki's name as one of those lists. You've been part of the Kowicki Development Program, of course. I saw Tom Roberts Roberts there uh, as a victory lane picture. What does it mean to be able to add your name to that list, of course, being part of that Kowicki Development Program? And what has that program done for you? Yeah, um, the Kowicki Program has has helped me in so many different ways. Um, I'm so thankful to be be in their program um, and to uh, represent Allen um, in every way possible. So uh, we've been we've been doing a lot of, um, um, you know, stuff for Allen um, community service wise and on track performance wise. So. Um, hopefully we can keep it rolling. Um, you know, we've been we've been to a good start so far. So um, hopefully we can keep it doing keep it rolling for Alan. Well, you mentioned the Alan Kowicki Development uh, Driver Program. A lot of uh, Midwest late model drivers, particularly from his home state of Wisconsin, competing for the Kowicki Cup and, and the fifty thousand dollars that goes with it. Alan, unfortunately, uh, passed away in nineteen ninety three after winning the ninety two Cup Series title. How much do you know about Alan? Have you been able to research him and, and his career, not only in the Cup Series, but also at a lot of those Wisconsin and Midwest short tracks? Yeah, it's hard because, you know, he's before my time um, for sure. But um, I try to do as much research as possible. Um, it's hard, you know, just because I wasn't in that lifetime and not to see him, um, you know, in person. But uh, watching all the videos, he was uh, a unique guy, to say the least. Um, you know, and I'm so glad to represent him. And when you crossed the checkered flag, of course, uh, not only did you become the youngest winner, but you also got a little bit of a bonus. You punched your ticket to the SRX race, which was on Saturday. Such a cool moment. I got to see a lot of the behind the scenes on SRX social media. Uh, what was that moment like, knowing that you were going to get to compete against some of the most you know, legendary folks that we have in racing? And, and how do you, I mean, how was that experience for you? Uh, it was a really special moment for sure for me, um, just mm -hmm. because to race against those guys, um, they're the best in the business, and and there's so many legends that I raced against. So, um, it was cool. It was cool for my team and my family um, to all be there and uh, support me. So, um, you know, hopefully this leads us in the right direction in the next step in racing. Um, I'm, I'm super thankful that uh, Ray gave us this opportunity. Um, and like I said, hopefully it leads us in the right right direction. What was uh, the, maybe the pre-race chatter like? Did any guys? or girls, uh, Haley Deegan in the race, come to you uh, looking for advice on the racetrack. And did you go to anybody looking to 
get some advice about those particular mm -hmm. race cars because they're far different from you know what we normally see yeah no i talked a lot um to tony um to bill uh to haley a little bit um bobby labonte um you know so i kind of got my you know i went around and talked to everyone and um just kind of said hello and nice to meet you and um so it was really cool to really cool to talk to those guys and you know shake their hand and uh, get to know some of their stories um you know and i tried learning as much as i could um, about the srx car because it's completely different than um what we race up here so um it was cool and uh super neat to have that experience and you kind of touched on it. That was actually going to be my next question. We did talk to Doug Kobe a couple of weeks ago when he won that season opener, but of course he comes from the world of modified racing. I was going to ask you how that translated. I mean, how you felt that the SRX car compared to your super late model. Yeah. I talked to Doug, um, like, like two days before the race, um, just to like, cause I was like super nervous. I like couldn't handle it. Um, um, so I asked him, you know, for some advice and he gave me, really well advice, like, um, super long paragraphs, which I, uh, really appreciated. Um, so thanks to Doug, but yeah, I mean, they're different than the super late model for sure. Just because, you know, in the super late model, you run bump stops and, um, completely different geometry in the front end. So, um, you know, it was on a different tire, um, different motor. And, um, so they're different for sure. Um, it was kind of, I was trying to, you know, kind of get the same feel out of it, um, you know, on the racetrack, but other than that, um, they're close in a way how surreal was it and it still might be uh that you're at your home track racing in andretti for the win in marco and holding off tony who's a car length behind you a, a driver that i think you said is, is one of your heroes growing up and tony stewart yeah no it was uh it was a special moment for sure just a like line up next to those guys. I, I really couldn't believe it. Um, you know, like I'm only 17 year old, 17 years old and I'm racing against these guys. So it was a special moment for me. Um, I enjoyed all of it. Um, it was, it was tough to soak it all in. I've been so busy this week. Um, but, um, now I'm kind of realizing it all and, um, it, it's cool to be a part of their program and, uh, run that race. Well, you definitely turned a lot of heads on the world of social media. I saw it even amongst our NASCAR friends, uh, you definitely got a lot of recognition over the last week or so, the win and, of course, the second-place run. What does the rest of 2021 look like for you? Uh, we'll be racing a lot at Slinger. Um, it's hard to hard to tell if we're going to go down south and race. We want to. Um, just finance-wise, it's it's tough. Um, you know, we got to, um, you know, pick our races wisely, um, for sure, finance-wise. is is tough th this year and every year um, for sponsorships. So, um I, we plan to make it to Snowball Derby. Um, otherwise, we plan on racing the full Slinger weekly deal um, and maybe some Arca Midwest Tour stuff um, or the Live for Five at the Dells. Um, other than that, um, we're going to try to make the, the most out of our Super Late Model program and, and hopefully to lead into something next year. Do you have awesome. like, a, like a three ahead, to five-year plan? Uh, you know, where do you hope to be? I know sponsorship dictates everything that you guys do in this sport but you know you said go down south snowball derby is a possibility uh this year uh down the road you know what what's kind of the hopes and dreams um i would say nascar 100 percent um we'll see how far it goes um you know right now it's it's kind of my high of of my career right now so um you know i'm kind of just trying to live it out and uh you know keep turning heads and um we're trying to get some sponsorship things together um so maybe we can uh you know get in a truck or get in an arca deal um and kind of make my way up there but 
for the most part, um, you know, I'm super thankful for where I'm at right now. Um, and, you know, hopefully it leads into something next year or in two years. Well, you're definitely on the right path again with the uh, the win and, and the good runs. Keep it up. We're looking forward to watching you, of course, the Slinger. And if you do manage to make it down south, it's been fun to follow your career and best of luck the rest of the year. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Again, guys, that was Luke Fenos, of course, the winner for Slinger Nationals over the last week. And, of course, the second place run at the SRX race at Slinger Nationals. Long, long future in this sport ahead of him for that 17-year-old driver. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, though, we'll have your Whelan Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Whelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 19. 19- The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Get back to NASCAR roots by driving headfirst into the new home of grassroots racing. Flow Racing keeps the original NASCAR tradition of dirt track racing roaring with more than 1,300 live and on-demand oval events from across the U.S. Learn how the next generation of NASCAR drivers is prospected in sprint car racing. Subscribe today by going to flowracing.com slash go MRN. That's floracing.com forward slash go MRN. Time now for another Wheel Engineering Modified Driver Spotlight. Able to uh, catch up with, for a second week in a row, another driver from the Knox Speedway up in New Hampshire. Kim Rivett joins us. Kim, first off, thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Kim, a uh, Ch- uh, Chicopee, Massachusetts native, uh, grew up there and has been running at the Knox Speedway for, I feel like, forever. Uh, I feel like we had you first on NASCAR Coast to Coast well, almost 10 years ago when you were running for a mini stock championship that you ultimately won. Uh, Let's go back to the beginning, but even before that, what got you in the motorsports? Because I know it's kind of in your family bloodline. Yeah, so um, we started racing dirt carts and sprint cars and stuff back at Whip City Speedway. 
in uh, Westfield, Mass. Um, so before that, I used to go and watch Barry Gray at Riverside, who is a big pro stock driver. Um, so my dad was a spotter for him. And we just got into it when I was like four years old, just racing around an abandoned road course track and then ended up at Whip City Speedway racing dirt for, I think, like close to 10 years. And then we moved up to mini stocks at Vananak. And then we got a ride in a modified at Vananak. And we've been there since. So bring me back to that moment that you, you thought, I want to be a driver and I want to do this long term. I don't think I ever had a choice. It was just in my blood. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, I mean, we would have, um, we had this little indie go-kart and uh, we go to this abandoned go-kart track that a guy that owned it would let us just go there with Adam Gray and Barry and we would just put around there and I would not get off the track to let my brother get in. My dad had to like basically force me off the track all the time because I wouldn't get off the track. <laughs> so I knew I liked it from a really young age. <laughs> and you have found success all the way through. Um, let's go back nine years almost now, almost 10 years to that mini stock championship. Uh, you know, how big was that, you know, for you being, you know, fairly young at the time? Uh, you're still young, but, uh, you know, you're <laughs> fairly new to, to Mananoc at the time and being able to, not only win a championship, but to do it against two other ladies, uh, top three for the ladies that year in Bananak. I don't think that it had ever been done before in a, in a NASCAR wheeling series. No, so that was uh, definitely very cool that it had never happened before, and it was with two of my really good friends, who I'm still good friends with. Um, so, yeah, it seems like forever ago now. Um, but, yeah, back in 2012, we had a dominant year. We won a ton of races. Um, it was a couple of seasons into being at Monadnock and figuring out the difference between, you know, a sprint car and on dirt and then a mini stock. So a little different. Um, but, you know, we figured it out and my dad worked really hard and we ended up getting the championship that year. And then we raced in the mini stocks one more year and then we were offered the ride in the modified by the Rivera racing team. And so you've been in the modified now for quite some time. You talked about the, the transition from, from dirt to asphalt, sprint car to to a, a mini stock. How was that transition from a mini stock to what uh, I guess was a sportsman modified? I know they have a new name now, but still the same class there at Monadnock Speedway. Um, honestly, it was a big change. Um, but my dad did the right thing of putting me in a rear wheel drive mini stock to begin with. So it wasn't as big of a transition as it could have been going from like a front wheel drive to a rear wheel drive car. Um, but the competition alone is just, you know, the, those car between the competition and having some really veteran drivers with a lot of talent and then having cars that are a lot harder to set up and you know they're so finicky compared to a mini stock where you can go out there and you can just kind of overdrive what's wrong with it where these if they're wrong they're just it's a it's a bad night <laughs> and uh Let's not talk about the bad nights. But let's talk about the good nights. You picked up your first win three years ago, uh, back in 2018. How big of a night was that for you? That was huge. I mean, um, that was my goal going into that division because no woman at Monadnock had ever won in that division. So that was like my ultimate goal to get that done. And um, unfortunately, we haven't been there since. <laughs> We've had some close calls. We were running first one time and blew a motor with like, two laps to go on an extra distance race um so we've had some bad luck over the years 
we're slowly, we got in different car this season and we're trying to learn it. We went from um, a Spaco to a Troyer. So we're slowly trying to learn that and um, get used to how different things are with that because it's a big learning curve. And as you might know, like the guys don't want to tell you all your, their secrets. You know what I mean? They'll give you a hint here and there, but they're never going to tell you all their secrets. So now we're, we just got the valve springs redone in the motor because the motor's old. So we'll see if that helps us. And if not, then we got to get a new motor for next season. You mentioned you're the first uh, female winner uh, in the modified at Mnonog. Uh, how tough is it being one of only a few ladies in the pit area there at, at Mnonog Speedway? I mean, it doesn't bother me. I just treat yeah. everybody the same. Sometimes I don't get the same treatment as I get. That's what I was going with that. Yeah. I mean, some guys, there's for sure this difference in the way they drive you. They'll talk to you perfectly fine outside the track. And then once they're in the car, you can tell they hate being passed by a woman, which drives me nuts because I'm like, who cares? It's a car. But at the same time, it's kind of one of those things where when you do pass them, it's like, yeah, well, (laughs) cool. You know, look at the back of my pink car and know who's in front of you. (laughs) But um, unfortunately, I'm the only woman racing in this division this season so um the guys have been tough to each other not just me they've been really tough to each other so i haven't felt that way too much this season but even though i just you know brush it off my shoulder and keep going let's talk about this season for a moment a big hundred lapper coming up this week as we tape this coming off of a rainout, uh, which I know a lot of folks were okay with to, to put a lot of the cards back together after a, a rough first half of the season. How's your 2021 been going as you are currently top five in the championship standings? So we've had some top fives, but we haven't had a podium finish yet. We've been close, but some of these guys like Todd Patnode and Brian Roby and, you know, TJ Blue's back racing with us again. They're just so perfect when it comes to getting the setup that they're almost impossible to beat. And we're not there yet with the car. We're getting closer. We're finding things wrong. So we're, we're fixing things, but we haven't had that perfect, you know, setup yet. So hopefully soon we'll get to that point. Um, but we're just hoping we can make it through the hundred lapper <laughs> because I mean, so far we haven't made it through. There's some races that we haven't, haven't made it through a lap and half the field wrecked. So we're just hoping to get through. We've been lucky enough to stay fifth in points because we haven't had a DNF. Um, and these guys, you know, some of them, the bigger, you know, competitors have had the DNFs. So I think that kind of, that's been helping us a ton and just being consistent with, you know, pretty much, you know, top five, top tens when we have a big field. So overall, not a bad season. Haven't knock on wood, wrecked the car hardly at all just some bent wheels and stuff stayed out of the huge wrecks so not many people in our division can say that right now <laughs> so that's been good uh, no, no doubt uh, a a good thing indeed let's talk about off the racetrack when you're not at the racetrack at the race shop what's uh, what's the work week look for you monday to friday so i am a dental assistant and i work monday through thursday usually okay. longer hours because we have fridays off which usually I end up either at Claremont or dirt biking or um, at another racetrack somewhere. Like I, I never stay home. I don't know how to sit still. So usually it's um, dirt biking 
and going to watch my husband do some flat track racing or um, he does some hard enduro racing on dirt bikes. He has been racing um, cars this season because he's too busy with dirt bikes. But other than that, staying home with my dogs, hanging out every once in a while, staying home. <laughs> and there's, there's uh, nothing, nothing wrong with that. You mentioned pink, the pink car. Uh, ever since I've known you, every time I've seen you, you're wearing pink. Why pink? Have you always been attracted to pink? I used to hate pink. Really? Like, I, I would have never guessed tom- that. I was such a tomboy. Like, wore whatever my brother had that he didn't fit him anymore. I was wouldn't wear a dress. I was such a tomboy. And then I think, honestly, I don't know where when I started liking pink. It was sometime in, like, high school. It took me a long time. But I think it had a lot to do with racing and standing out and being like, you know, I am a girl and so what? And when I pass you, I want you to realize that it is a girl passing you. And if it bothers you too bad. So I don't know. And then I just became, you know, in love with pink. And now that's what it is. (laughs) No, there's nothing wrong with that. You're in pink right now. Uh, (laughs) Kimmy, uh, thanks for joining us here on on NASCAR Coast to Coast. And uh, best of luck to you the rest of this 2021 season up there at Mananoc Speedway, including this weekend's 100 lapper for you guys. Thank you so much, Kyle. It was good seeing you. Good seeing you as well. Hopefully we'll talk (laughs) to you soon. Maybe after that second career modified win. There you go. That would be nice. Tim Rivet joining us here on our Wheelan Engineering Modified Spotlight here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights. Wheelan also produces white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on-site to meet the toughest industry certifications. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, trusted to perform since 1950. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTires.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTires.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength.
We've talked about just some of the racing action that took place over the weekend at short tracks across the country. Many of them able to finally get some racing and after weather plagued quite a few of them over the last week or so. One of those, of course, was Oxford Plains Speedway up in Maine, of course, prepping for the Oxford 250 a little bit later in the year with the past series. They had the Oxford 150. It was Mike Hopkins over Derek Glunchaki and Nick Sweet. Wall Stadium also had Modifieds with Andrew Krause, Jimmy Blewett, and Eddie McCarthy. Dillon Speedway down in South Carolina hosted their late model series. Justin Hicks took the win on that. BJ Mackey and Robert Powell rounded out your top three, Kyle. And the Granite State Pro Stocks were in action at the Hudson Speedway up in New Hampshire. Uh, Joey Pole claimed the win over Casey Call and Gabe Brown. Uh, finally, it dried out at the Mananoc Speedway, also up in New Hampshire. Todd Patno picked up the race win over Tyler Leary. Uh, we saw earlier uh, this week's um, Wheel and Engineering Modified Spotlight, Kim Rivett finished in the eighth position in the 16-car field. Uh, Bowman Gray Stadium back in action. Hard to believe they're already uh, well over halfway in their 2021 campaign. Uh, Tim Brown claimed the win in the Modifieds, and it was Zach Clifton and Zach Orr splitting the twin sportsman features. Note, Tim Brown and Burt Myers are tied in the championship standings heading into uh, racing this coming Saturday night. Just six races left before their season is over, uh, which will conclude on August 14th. And at Hickory Motor Speedway, Sam Butler held off Ryan Millington and Thomas Bean in the late model stock cars. And uh, just another note here in Connecticut, all short track racing for the second week in a row canceled at the three Connecticut short tracks because of Mother Nature. I guess this week it was Elsa that made her way through uh, Southern New England. Well, I'm in Minnesota right now for the World of Outlaw series, uh, late models. And of course we were over in uh, Minnesota throughout the weekend. I didn't think, I would have thought Elsa was here in Minnesota. It rained and rained and rained. And then it started to do the vortex. We somehow managed to get two full days of racing in. In Jackson, Minnesota, we're up by Superior now. going to go racing on Wednesday, of course, as this episode comes out uh, up in Superior, Wisconsin. Almost two full weeks of racing for me, but it's been super enjoyable. And the weather, it's, it, is, it is a Monday morning as we record this, but the weather has decided to become beautiful for us for the rest of the week. Uh, that being said, going into the weekend, it's a relatively lax weekend for a lot of NASCAR's regional touring and international touring races, but the Modifieds are finally finding their way back to New Hampshire. May have to take a trip up to Loudoun, New Hampshire, <laughs> the Magic Mile this Saturday for the uh, Wheelin' 100, a great field expected. Uh, very tight championship standings. We've only had one repeat winner uh, so far this season. Patrick Emerling, the championship leader by three over Justin Bonsignor. Tommy Catalano, third, 36 points back. That repeat winner, Doug Kobe, fourth in points. And, of course, he missed a race because of his SRX commitment at Stafford four weeks ago. So he's fourth, 41 points back, tied with Woody Pitcat. So going to be a great uh, to see the, the Modifieds back on the New Hampshire Motor Speedway this Saturday afternoon. And like earlier, we talked about the Arkham Menard series. Uh, they're also back in action this Saturday night at uh, Jeff Striegel's track at the Berlin Raceway in Michigan. Lots of action. You can catch all of that on NASCAR.com, also NBC Track Pass. And if you get the opportunity, of course, go out, support your local short track, support your local drivers. Uh, hopefully opportunity, or I'm sorry, hopefully weather plays into these racetracks because it has been a tough last couple of weeks. We want to thank Luke Benhoff for coming on and talking about Slinger. We're going to have a ton more to talk about next week here on NASCAR Coast to Coast. I'm Hannah Newhouse for Kyle Ricky and producers Craig Moore and Ryan Horn. We'll see you guys next week.